here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Shake Them Ropes, found at shakethemropes.com and voicesofwrestling.com. Today, we are going to preview in detail the upcoming WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view, which you can find on WWE Network, and everyone knows how much that is per month. We're going to be talking with a panel of guests getting predictions and thoughts going into SummerSlam here on this edition of Shake Them Ropes. If you would, in future shows, like to be a part of the action, you can do so. We have a phone number and Skype line set up. Our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. You can also call us at 260-494-3811. That's 494-3811 with the area code 260. So if you're on a cell phone, you can give that number a call. We take calls at any time of day. You can call in, leave a voice message to be played on the show. Uh, You can also call us if we're recording live. You can call in and talk to us live. And we'll always post when we are recording live on our Twitter handle, which is at ShakeThemRopes. You can find us on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes. Going to have a panel of guests today, and we're going to get that going right now. All right, and we will begin with an introduction of our panel today talking SummerSlam. Uh, first, we are joined by Voices of Wrestling's resident Monday Night Raw reviewer, as well as the hardest-working New Japan G1 Climax reviewer on the planet, Brian Rose. Hello, Brian. Hi, how are you doing? Doing pretty well today. Uh, we are also joined by the ROH reviewer and columnist at VoicesOfWrestling.com, Warren Taylor. Good evening, Warren. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Just excellent so far, That the fact that all of this technology is working so far well. Uh, and then last but not least, the co-host of Shake Them Ropes and former member of the NWO, Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Okay. <laughs> and of course, I am Rob McCarron, uh, also the co-host of Shake Them Ropes, and I watch way too much TV. But with all that out of the way, we go right to the reason that all four of us are here today. WWE SummerSlam is coming up on Sunday. It is found for only $9.99 on the WWE Network. Uh, before we dive into each match one by one, I want to go around and get everyone's personal main event for the show. What's the one match you are looking forward to the most on SummerSlam? We'll go ahead and start with Brian. Um, well, the only match I'm looking forward to is the main event because everything else pretty much isn't that interesting to me. It's either 
um, badly booked, I'd say, or just not that interesting. So, but everything else pertaining to the main events, pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, Brock Lesnar and John Cena gets one vote so far for most anticipated. <laughs> Warren, what's the one match you're looking forward to the most? My pick is a little morbid. I'm looking forward to Reigns versus Orton just because I think this thing is going to be a train wreck of colossal proportions. I just can't wait to see how badly the crowd and Randy Orton react in this match and how it goes down. It, it certainly has an interesting dynamic on that perspective. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good one. We got one for Orton and Reigns. And then, Jeff, you're most anticipated. Uh, Toru Yano versus Togi Makabe. No, um, I I am also a, a main event guy. I am fascinated because I have gone through about 25 different scenarios of how this match can go, and I can't figure it out. Well, you have about 20 minutes to figure it out before we get to the yeah. main event, so you better. That's <laughs> uh, what I'm going to be doing. All right, so another vote for Lesnar and uh, and Cena. That I would have to say that's the match I'm most looking forward to also because, one, I think it is an unpredictable mil- predictable match i think it does have a 50 50 way you can go about it uh also work wise i mean brock lesnar has been excellent since his return to wwe so i look forward to that one uh, the most out of the morbid curiosity factor if i go with warren's criteria that might go to stephanie mcmahon and brie bella too i've loved stephanie's work going up and we'll talk more about that as we go on uh but we'll go uh, match by match on this show SummerSlam. Uh, we have eight matches announced for the show so far we haven't, at least as of uh, 6 Eastern on Thursday, we have not had a match announced for the kickoff show or been told if one of these eight matches is going to be on the kickoff show. So these are the eight pay-per-view matches. Maybe one might be added later on. Uh, but we start with our predictions on Bray Wyatt going up against Tr- Chris Jericho. So Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho, their second meeting on pay-per-view. Uh, this one will have the Wyatt family banned from ringside, so a traditional one-on-one match. Uh, We'll go in the same order we went through uh, before. We'll start with Brian, your prediction and thoughts leading up to Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho. Um, My thoughts are it hasn't really been that interesting at all. It's just a lot of back and forth, a lot of Bray Wyatt bans her, a lot of Chris Jericho bans her. Like the face-to-face they had on Raw wasn't that interesting. Um, You know, I haven't been feeling the Chris Jericho return, and I think Bray's lost something since he's been, since the feud with Cena. Um, but if I had to go ahead and pick, I'd say Wyatt wins because of what happened last month at Battleground. And then I guess the rubber match would be next month at Night of Champions. Warren, your prediction for Chris Jericho and Bray Wyatt and the thoughts leading up to it. Bray really needs this win. The feud with Cena just completely neutered any momentum he had. Then he was a no-show at Money in the Bank. Um, as far as this feud goes, uh, it's been kind of hit or miss with me. Um, I like both guys, but at the same time, there's really not a reason for why they're feuding. It just feels like placeholder, and I think that really takes away what could have been a pretty good feud if they'd given them a more established MacGuffin for why they were feuding. Jeff? Well, much like Rob Van Dam, I feel like Chris Jericho is kind of the law of diminishing returns at this point because he's good for that one solid pop on his comeback. And then after that, they really don't, they kind of leave him in the middle there. They don't really do too much. Uh, I think Bray has to go over fairly convincingly here uh, in order to really kind of justify both keeping him on the upper mid card and, you know, the, the whole point of bringing Jericho back. 
Uh, it, it's odd, and I'm not going to take any credit for this, but uh, Victor Sosa today made a very good point. It's odd that the John Cena feud is the is or the from the promo of doing something that might be out of his control is the exact thing that Bray Wyatt had been feuding with him about for five months, and now it's it's on that feud. But as for this, has to be Bray Wyatt. There's no reason to put Jericho over him. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll go with Bray Wyatt as the winner on this one, too. Um, I haven't been blown away by the build-up to this one. Uh, wasn't so much blown away by the out-of-nowhere build-up to the first one also. But, uh, yeah, it's the same Bray Wyatt promo we've been seeing where he, he wants to you know shut the message down and uh, kind of take over the world. Maybe a little flip where Bray Wyatt says he has the world now, so he's just trying to stop people from taking it back. But, yeah, I, I go with Bray Wyatt. So I think we were unanimous on this one. Everyone said Bray Wyatt. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yes. All righty. So we move on to the next one, the flag match between Jack Swagger and Rusev. So this is also a rematch from a previous uh, pay-per-view special on Battleground, but uh, this time with the flags involved. Uh, will it be capture the flag? Will it be pinfall submission and then wave your flag? Not 100% sure on that. Uh, might have clarification on the commentary for SmackDown. Jack Swagger and Rusev at SummerSlam. Brian, we start with you. Your thoughts leading up to this rematch? Um, well, I like the promos they've done leading up to this for the last few weeks. It's It's gotten big reactions. It's kind of propelled uh, Jack Swagger a bit. You know, leading up to, well, after WrestleMania, I thought Cesaro would get, be the one with a big push, but now it's like Swagger and that's rather interesting. Uh, as far as the match goes, the like, like you just mentioned, the rules haven't been clarified, so we'll see where it goes on that front. But if I had to pick a winner, I would say Rusev wins. I don't know what they do after, but I'm pretty sure Rusev would win here. Warren, do you agree? I do think Rusev's going to win, and I'll be honest, I've liked this just because every feud Rusev's done has felt like Rocky Four, which is one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies of all time. So I just keep waiting for him to eventually kill one of Cena's buddies so we can have John on the mountain somewhere yelling Drago <laughs> or something to that effect. Oh, sure. Jeff, Rusev, and oh. Jack Swagger. <laughs> I, I love the Rocky Four thing. If only we could get someone like, oh, I don't know, Xavier Woods dressed like Apollo Creed that would have coming been, into the ring. <laughs> it would have been perfect. Um, I, I too think Rusev is winning this. Uh, Jack Swagger, more over than anybody ever thought he was going to be uh, coming into this, to the point where we thought that Battleground was just going to be a one-month holding feud going into SummerSlam at some point. But that being said, uh, this is going to be the end of the line for this push, I believe. And uh, now it becomes a big question of what do you do with a face Jack Swagger and a face Zeb Coulter? And I think uh, I think Zeb's been fantastic throughout this whole build as well. Uh, but overall, yep, we're keeping Rusev strong in order for Cena to get him later, I believe. All right, so we're going to have our first descent as I am picking Jack Swagger to win this one. Uh, still wow. a, a highly anticipated feud. I like what they've been doing with Jack Swagger, Rusev, Lana, and the whole the whole group for the last two months now has been awesome. Uh, if this is indeed capture the flag rules, I can very well see Jack Swagger winning at SummerSlam and get the moment of him waving the American flag. 
Uh, if it's pinfall submission, I don't think there's any way Jack Swagger wins it. But capture the flag is kind of one of those fluke victories you can get without you know diminishing Rusev's power. And then you can have a one-on-one singles match where Rusev, or Rusev just destroys Swagger somewhere down the line, maybe on the next show, Night of Champions. But I will go with this. The man getting his arm raised is Jack Swagger. So three for Rusev, one for Swagger. And we're I have gonna... a... Go ahead. question about this then so do they drop any mention of a streak on commentary then they to me they already have i mean i watch raw every week and they yes they mention that no one's been able to take him down but it's kind of like roman reigns uh, when he first okay. lost it's not so much a winning streak gimmick it's just they keep mentioning how no one's been able to get to him and i think that continues jack swagger capturing a flag with rusev maybe kind of you know a fluky victory is not so mm-hmm. much as I said, diminishing Rusev. So you can still keep him strong with Jack Swagger waving the flag. Rob, you have almost convinced me of such, but I'm going to stick with my Rusev pick. All right, stick with the Rusev pick. So when I'm right, I'm alone. Uh, We go now to a championship match, the Divas Championship. AJ Lee going up against Paige. AJ defending her title. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on the AJ Lee-Page continuance? Uh, It's been bad, pretty much. Last month's match wasn't that good. The build-up's been pretty lame. They both they both have characters I don't really like. I don't understand. I don't like get what they're doing. Um, I'm guessing AJ retains, and that's all I'm going to say about this. I'm not looking forward to it. Warren, you know, uh, I like both these girls and or both these women in the ring. I should say. So I think the match itself will be fine. Uh, I actually think Paige wins by DQ just because I have this inkling that she's going to do something to make AJ snap to kind of get into her head. I can see that. Happening. All right, a DQ win for uh, Paige. So no title uh, change on that one. Just a DQ win for Paige, huh? No DQ win for Paige. All righty. Jeff, so we have one for AJ, one for Paige. Where do you come down on it? I come down on AJ winning this match, but the feud not necessarily being over. I do think that this Ava Marie thing is being done on purpose, and I think that's going to be next month's match leading into the debut of Total Divas Season 3, where now Paige and Eva are best friends, and she's the one kind of uh, helping... Eva Marie interviewed against AJ, but I do think AJ retains here. All right, so two for AJ and a DQ win for Paige. So, so far, everyone thinks AJ Lee is keeping the Divas Championship, and that would make sense to me also. Uh, I agree with Brian completely. This this buildup has been weird. I thought it was put pretty clear-cut going into Battleground, but now uh, Paige is just, uh, she's just crazy again. She's basically doing the crazy, doesn't know what... Uh, you don't know what she's doing type of thing. Do I think they put the title on her right away again? I don't, so I'll go with AJ Lee on this one. Uh, but to me, honestly, it can go either way, and whichever way it goes, I don't think the feud is over either. So uh, we all predict that AJ Lee is going to retain the title coming out of SummerSlam, uh, and we go into our next bout, which might be able to be considered one of the main events on the show uh, just because of who's in it. Randy Orton going up against Roman Reigns, a match several months in the making. Uh, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns. Brian, where do you come up down on uh, these two in the uh, SummerSlam ring? Um, to me, it seems kind of lost in the shuffle, at least in like the last 
few weeks. Like the the beatdown Randy Orton did a few weeks ago was pretty cool, but um, not really much other than that. I mean, just on Monday they just did a few promos, not really much other than that. But I'd say Roman wins clean. I mean, if they're going to build him up to be the next guy, that's the only way you got to do it. All righty. So Roman wins clean. Uh, Warren, your thoughts on the uh, build up to this one and then the match itself. Is this going to be. I, I think this has the potential of being one of those 10 to 15 minute matches where they really try to get the crowd behind Roman, whether he wins or loses. Uh, do you see this being a long match? And then go ahead with your prediction. Yeah, I do think this is going to be a long match. And I think that's going to be a problem because we haven't seen Reigns go that long before and two orton just doesn't do well against power guys i mean you can look at his feed with sheamus those matches were terrible i mean they think they had one above average hell in a cell match so but as far as the build goes i've liked it you know for once it seems it seems kind of like what they should have done when they were trying to get randy back to his killer instinct a few months ago it seems like he's starting to go down that road again i like that it's a good foil for reigns to overcome um, I really just hope that because I do think this is going to be a bad match. I just really hope it doesn't derail Reigns at all because I like the guy. I think he's got a lot of potential. So we'll see. I'm, yeah, I'm really curious about this. Like I said earlier, Jeff. Jeff, I am fascinated by this match. Uh, this is <laughs> this is going to have the everybody's eyes backstage on it because this is going to be a coronation. Or, <laughs> or the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns, if he's going to be the guy, is going to have to shine in this match. And it's going to be longer than he's used to. And in long matches, he's had a habit of getting a little bit blown up. Um, I, I do see Roman going over. I do see Roman going over clean. I see it being a very, very hard-fought victory, naturally, and uh, and uh, we we shall see, won't we? We indeed shall see. I'm going to go with Roman, too. I just think now is not the time to uh, derail the Roman Reigns momentum. Um, I'm hoping it's a shorter match, you know, one where you kind of just put Roman over strong against Randy Orton. Um, I could see them doing some type of DQ or something where they set up a match for the next pay-per-view also. But at the same time, I look through this lineup and I think, okay, maybe four or five matches might be rematched at Night of Champions. So I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, I'll go with Roman too. I don't know exactly how you get there. I just hope for his sake that he is put over pretty strong and gets a clear-cut victory. I just hope for our sake we don't get Kane. Yeah. I I think thankfully with the corporate Kane uh, deal... Uh, his days of getting involved in matches, at least for the next couple of weeks or months, hopefully is over. Um, I, you got to have a one-on-one here. Uh, you just have to, especially when one of the matches later on in the show is going to involve a whole bunch of, uh, you know, interference by design. Uh, I hope this one kind of stays clean. Uh, before we get to the second half of SummerSlam, uh, we're going to go ahead and play one of the calls we got on the Skype line, uh, see what predictions are being made by our listeners. And uh, we'll go ahead and do that right now. Hi, Shake the Ropes. This is Dr. Nove with Stipulation, a TNA podcast, which you can also find on VoicesOfWrestling.com. I wanted to call in and welcome you guys to the family and leave a couple of SummerSlam predictions. 
So prediction number one, I've got Brock Lesnar making John Cena tap out clean as the shocker. Prediction number two, I'm going to go ahead and say Dolph Ziggler beats the Miz at SummerSlam here as our feel-good moment. And prediction number three is we're all going to be wondering where the hell the Usos were or why they weren't further up the card. Why isn't there a tag team match? Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. No, for calling in with your predictions. Uh, if you are a listener of this program and would like to be able to call in with your thoughts on future shows, you can go to shakethemropes.com slash about. has all of our subscription info for iTunes, Stitcher, also has our call-in and contact information. If you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate if you rate and review the podcast. Uh, to those who have listened to us for a while, we thank you. And to new subscribers through Voices of Wrestling, we welcome you and hope you enjoy the show. Uh, but to the panel, the thoughts from Dr. Nove there. Uh, we do not have a tag team championship match on this show. And the show is pretty loaded already, but are you surprised with the lack of the tag team titles on SummerSlam? Not really. I mean, they haven't done anything to build it up in the last few weeks. I don't even know if the the Usos have even been on TV in the last few weeks, except for like with uh, Harper and Rowan. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. There hasn't been that many heel tag teams brought up lately. It's, I mean, who would they feud with besides Harper and Rowan? Like right back slogan. Right. It's really weird because they were on main event this week, which of course most fans are not going to even realize, but. There was a triple threat. They did a three-way tag team match, an open challenge with Rybaxel and then RVD and Sheamus, of all people. So it's like, you know there's a lack of teams now. When just a couple of months ago, it seemed like we had a whole bunch of tag teams ready. Now you have Goldust and Stardust losing matches. You have Rybaxel getting every shot, seemingly. You have the Wyatts losing on TV. Really weird scene in the tag team division. Uh, Warren, your thoughts on the tag team titles not being on the show? I kind of think it's a shame because the last few tag title matches they've had have actually been really good matches. And I enjoy seeing the Usos. They're a great way to get the crowd warmed up. So I'm as surprised as a lot of people they are not on the show. Jeff? Warren is my psychic soulmate. Uh, they stole Battleground last month. They had the best match on the show. They should be on SummerSlam. They've earned that right. I still think they're going to add... Maybe a four-way tag, uh, taking the triple threat teams and then adding either Stardust or the, uh, or the, um, uh, the, 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 why can't I remember? The Wyatts and, and having, having that on the pre-show. I still think that's going to happen somehow, but, uh, I, I just, I find it more or less a tragedy that you can steal one pay-per-view the month before that your tag team champions, which doesn't seem to mean much anymore, you know, maybe even not for the past seven to ten years and you can't get on on the second biggest pay-per-view of the year or third depending on how you rank them yeah no uh no u.s title and no tag team titles so they must be saving whatever they're doing with them for night of champions where every title gets defended um we go back into SummerSlam and in the second half of the card uh we'll start with the lumberjack match between seth rollins and dean ambrose uh, these two coming off of their non-match at Battleground. Finally get into the ring, and with a Lumberjack stipulation, you would think they'll stay in the ring, but who knows. Uh, Brian, the Lumberjack match, which I know you're very looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not looking forward to it that much. Um, you know, last month when they built up this match, I, you know, it sounded really good. But, um, yeah, this isn't a very good stipulation whatsoever. 
The build-up's been pretty lame overall. Like last on Monday when when Ambrose came out, the Hulkamania present thing, and they had a brawl. It's like okay. Um, stipulation kills interest, in other words, and uh, I guess uh, if I had to pick somebody, I guess Seth wins because he's the guy they want to push right now. But I could see Ambrose winning. But in the in the end, it's like whatever. Warren, your thoughts on the Lumberjack match? Yeah, this is one of those feuds where when it started off, I absolutely loved it. I loved Ambrose chasing Rollins down like some kind of crazed vigilante. And then he started hiding in prisons, and they PG'd the hell out of this match. Um, As far as the stipulation goes, this is my prediction. We're not going to have a winner. I know that the stiff's designed to keep them both in the ring, but this is going to end up being a giant brawl. I guarantee it's going to be a no contest. This is going to go to another pay-per-view, probably another gimmick match, probably less man standing. There's going to be a draw, and they're going to finally end this in Hell in a Cell, where Ambrose gets his win. I'm calling it now. Calling it now. Jeff, Any anything you want to call so uh, so definitely here? Wow, that's a, that's a strong prediction right there. Uh, <laughs> it has me thinking about mine. Uh, I do think that we're holding off on an Ambrose victory here. Uh, I don't see him getting it. Uh, I could see this being the place where the authority chooses the Lumberjacks or something like that. It becomes a, basically a beatdown of Ambrose with Rollins winning. But I, I think I think Rollins takes the first set if there's a winner, but I completely hold out the possibility of Warren's uh, Warren scenario coming out. So a couple of thoughts on this one. I, yeah, I I definitely like Warren's scenario as they build it. Uh, it would be the second straight pay per view where they kind of screw folks out of a winner on this match. Which, I again, SummerSlam is pretty packed and it's a one match show for the most part where it may not matter. Uh, the thing I would hate if they do your scenario, Jeff, where they the authority maybe buys off the lumberjacks. Just how stupid does that make Dean Ambrose look? Because Dean Ambrose picked this stipulation. He's not thinking ahead that, hey, the authority has screwed me once. They can screw me again with these lumberjacks. The whole point of the buildup, too, with Dean Ambrose is like, okay, these guys hate me, but they also hate Seth. So they're going to keep both of us in the ring. They may they may beat me up, but at least they're going to beat Seth up, too, if he escapes. Um, yeah, but to to that point, the, the whole the, part of the feud between uh, between these two has been that Rollins was always the smart one of the Shield, and he was the architect of the Shield, so he could be the kind of person to outsmart Dean Ambrose, even though he got to choose the stipulation. So if if uh, Roman Reigns is the muscle of the Shield, and Seth Rollins was the smart one, what does that make Dean Ambrose? Is he just the the village idiot of the Shield? He's the Joker of the, the Shield. The Joker of the Shield, yeah. I, think that, I mean, honest to God, if you look at the way he stomps people, he looks just like Heath Ledger in, in The Dark Knight, I swear. He's got that down pat. <laughs> he's, he's got a niche. There you go. Um, he He's the sex appeal of the Shield. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> that just went awkward. Well, just out yourself there, Jeff. Uh, ooh, oh, no, yeah, he's the Dean t- Ambrose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish he would master. go on a pantsless streak. Oh, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Um, really? My prediction, I am going to steal Warren's prediction now. I had written oh. down that uh, Dean Ambrose was going to win. I like the idea of them having a contest and then just they go outside so much where the Lumberjacks completely take over. 
and there's no winner. So at least the crowd gets their match. Maybe no winner on this one, and they settle it with what should have been on this show, honestly, and if it were real, a Hell in a Cell match. Um, you know what? I won't do that. I will stick with my guns because I... <laughs> I must have had this guy as the winner for some reason, even though I can't remember it now. I'm going to go Dean Ambrose getting a victory. I'm going to go Dean Ambrose, and I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to say at Night of Champions or some other type of pay-per-view where it's actually Seth Rollins now who who needs to get Dean Ambrose, you know, kind of kind of flip that a little bit and get the onus on Seth Rollins getting his hand on Dean for once. So I'll that, go with Dean Ambrose winning. That was a beautiful winning. way to talk yourself out of your prediction and talk yourself back into it yes. i love that. i talked out and then back in all in the swell of one minute uh that's what i do you know i i have no convictions what are you gonna do uh we go into a uh, another big match here which i guess is a big match just because it's for a championship but even then who knows uh the intercontinental championship the miz and dolph ziggler uh, i'm interested in everyone's thoughts on this one i'm especially interested in the winner because i think there's a 99 percent chance someone is winning uh, I don't think this is one of those matches on this show that's 50-50, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Brian, we'll start with you, The Miz and Dolph Ziggler for the IC title. Well, um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. It's just been one of those feuds that they put on to fill time, I guess. Um, I like The Miz's gimmick so far. Uh, the Hollywood star who doesn't want to get his face hit and all that. I guess that's pretty funny and better than what he had before. And um I guess I guess they're pushing the Ziggler. I don't know, he's he's lost to Heath Slater with one of those great distraction finishes, but um Um you know it'll probably get a lot of heat. And I would say if I had to choose um I guess Miz retains. I don't see Ziggler getting a belt anytime soon. All right, Miz retaining. Do you agree with that prediction, Warren? I actually do agree with it, but I think what's going to happen is the Miz is probably going to cheat to win. It makes sense that he cheated Dolph once, he cheats him again. Dolph finally gets his big win at Night of Champions. Hopefully a good pop, and we get to watch Ziggler do something of value for once again. Jeff, you want to make it 3-0 and on the Miz train? Mm, well, they both live in Los Angeles, California. Are they both allowed to lose in their hometown? Um, no, I'm going with Ziggler to win it. Ziggler because, winning the IC title. Because they're going to have this feud continue, and I think Miz probably wins it back at Night of Champions. Uh, just to have a title change, because I think it works into my main event prediction as well. Um, no good reason whatsoever to think this other than to maybe give Ziggler a bit of a pop in a major show. But then again, they haven't done him any favors. It's a 50-50. I tossed a coin. It came up Ziggler. I'll probably be wrong. I would say that Dolph Ziggler getting the, the win would definitely be a good crowd reaction. Um, the problem I see is I think Miz is going to go on to something else right after this show. Because there just are a ton of guys who aren't being used. You have Sheamus not even on this show. You have Rob Van Dam uh, not on this show. Cesaro, a whole bunch of other guys that could be challengers to that IC title. And I see eventually, which is still a long ways away, Bad News Barrett coming back is probably a babyface. I think you have to have a heel champion. Now that very well may not be The Miz six months down the road. But I kind of see The Miz having a long reign at this until eventually falling to Bad News Barrett. So I'll stick with that for right now, and I'll go with The uh, Miz retaining his title here on SummerSlam also. 
Uh, so now we have two more matches to get to. The real main events of the show, if you will. Uh, we'll start with the semi-main event. A match really you could say is about five months in the making. Uh, Stephanie McMahon going up against Brie Bella. Uh, Stephanie and Brie, which I believe is one of the reasons, Brian, in your uh, Raw reports for Voices of Wrestling, you're calling Raw right now shades of WCW 2000. Um, yes. prob- probably not a big fan of the Stephanie Brie buildup. Um, I've at least liked Stephanie's performances. Where do you land on the buildup to this one, and who do you think is actually going to win this contest between uh, McMahon and Bella? Okay, for the record, I'll say that this was a good build-up until Monday. And then they did the whole Claire Lynch BS. And, and it, yeah, and oh, it, was, it wasn't needed at all. And it was completely lame and unnecessary. And, you know, Stephanie, I think, is really good. I think if I would, you know, write my ballot for, from Wrestling Observer... Most, uh, like, greatest non-character or whatever. I'd vote for her. Yes. But, um, yeah, I didn't like last week's build-up, but everything else has been pretty good. And as far as the finish, I, it could go either way. I'd say either Bree would win or Nikki would help Stephanie score the win because, if you remember, Nikki wasn't even there last week. That's, on Monday or whatever. That's right. She wasn't. So, which one though? Which one, we're gonna put you down for one? Is it is it Nikki helping helping Steph or is Bree winning? I say Stephanie wins and Nikki screws her. Stephanie wins. All right, Warren. I want to get your thoughts not only on this match but also what Brian so brilliantly talked about. Stephanie McMahon for Wrestling Observer Non Wrestler of the Year. Where do you stand on that one? And then who's winning this match? I'll be honest. I don't really have any thoughts on either. I haven't watched. <laughs> months. I actually had to read Brian's Raw reviews to get caught up for the show. Um, you know, I, I like Stephanie as a heel. She's always kind of had that kind of... I should, shouldn't say I don't have any thoughts on it. She kind of... She definitely plays a bitch well, pardon my language. And, you know, I think she'll do a good job. I think the match will suck, to be honest, but I'm going to call Brie winning just for the hell of it. Brie winning in what Warren thinks will be maybe some smoke and mirrors in this one. Not a whole bunch of wrestling, but a whole bunch this of... This is going to be overbooked. It's not going to be Vince Russo overbooked, but it's going to be overbooked. Hope someone gets hit in the head with a guitar. God. Jeff, your <laughs> thoughts on Bree and Stephanie, and are you finally going to agree with Brian and I that Stephanie's the non-wrestler of the year? Which is a very smart take. I really applaud Brian for saying that. Thank oh, you. no, you you literally applauded. I literally did. I uh, hope that okay. came across. <laughs> no, it's still Heyman. Heyman's still the guy. I don't I'm gonna care. Go with him. I'm going to go with him. Heyman's had a great year with promos. He's uh, practically built a match with Xena on his own. How do I mute these two? He's itching them out. But I will agree with Brian, and I have been saying this for a couple weeks. I do think Nikki interferes on Stephanie's behalf. I think there is a false interference with the use of Hunter, and possibly we get a Daniel Bryan appearance there. <laughs> We expect Nikki Bella to possibly help Bree in beating Stephanie, but she is Stephanie's plan B, and Stephanie McMahon gets the win. So again, we already had... I know we had Stephanie at every turn on Raw when Bree was fired. She was booking uh, 
Nikki in all these matches, you know, three on ones, fours on ones, seven on ones, blah, blah, blah. What is Nikki's motivation here other than being bought off? What is the motivation here for Nikki to turn on her sister at this point? Um, it's a, it's, oh, sorry. Um, I think it's just, you know, she'll probably just turn on her. Like, there's no reason, like, why Seth uh, turned on the shield. That's why I'm guessing. But um, if you actually go with the reason, I'd say that uh, she gets paid off or she's mad at Brie over what Stephanie did to her the last few weeks. So th- she decides to join the authority to get back at her, something like that. Okay. She's either she's either mad at Bree, or they somehow involve John Cena in this whole thing. Involve John or, Cena, yeah, or a threat against Cena or his career or something to that effect. Yeah, she I, had I just, no choice. She had no choice. She had to do it. I just don't get any motivation. And now, if if they come out and like Nikki is just uh, you know she's tired of being in Bree's shadow all of a sudden, like what? It, I just don't get a motivation. So if that actually does end up happening, they better have an explanation for it or else it's just a swerve for the sake of a swerve. Um, and it might be that, but I, I well, I don't see how uh, Brie could be in Nikki's sh- shadow with those breast implants. You right. know, and that's the reason why I think eventually <laughs> why she would turn on it because if you remember, and I can't believe I'm referring to this, there's a Total Divas episode where Brie said they're not identical twins anymore because of the boob job. Stephanie's notorious for having a boob job, so maybe she wants Stephanie to be her identical twin or something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now that I'll buy. <laughs> that I'll buy. I'll buy that excuse. Um, I... Now, having said all that, I fully expect Nikki to turn on her sister on this show. Uh, so I'm going with Stephanie winning too, because I think on further pay per views, you're going to have Stephanie against, or excuse me, Brie against Nikki. You're not going to have Stephanie wrestling on all these shows. It's going to be uh, kind of transferred to the Bellas feuding. Um, and who knows? Eventually, that could lead to a John Cena Daniel Bryan match uh, and feud based on the sisters and all this, as well as the Total Diva storyline. So. I will go with Stephanie winning this one also with Nikki interfering. Um, I'm happy you've come around to my thinking on that. But yeah, I I just wanted to get, because I still don't believe there's any motivation for it, but at the same time, I think that's what they're going to do. You do realize that if they do this, the internet's going to have a heart attack again. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I think they're going to have a heart attack for a number of other reasons on this show also, including the main event, as we'll get to. But it is time for the predictions. On the main event of SummerSlam, a match that I thought has been built up pretty well, at least on Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman's side, getting Paul Heyman ever so close to that number two spot as non-wrestler of the year, uh, we have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, John Cena defending against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's sole reason for coming back at this point is to win that title. Will he do it? We start in the same order with Brian. Um, I think in the end, Cena's going to retain, but um, I think it could go either way. Like, it makes sense for Lesnar to win because that would build up, I think, to a match with Reigns at WrestleMania. But, um, no, I just feel like Cena's going to win. I'm not really sure why, but I think in the end, it's just that Lesnar, if he would win, it wouldn't be on, uh, he wouldn't be on the road as much so i'd say cena would win there and um cena's promos have been great lesnar's promos have been great well Heyman, whatever but the hype videos have been awesome so it should be a hell of a match because the last match at at, uh extreme rules 12 was pretty awesome so i'm looking forward to it 
All right, we got one for John Cena. Warren, where do you land on this battle between the champ and the beast? This feels eerily similar because the very last the the last time that these two guys had a match, Brock Lesnar was portrayed as this unstoppable force. You know, Cena gave his raw raw stuff, but he still kind of back then looked a little intimidated. I hope that this match is as good as their extreme rules, and I think it will be if Cena bumps and sells well. I just hope we don't get the friggin' fu or attitude adjustment finish we got last time because the way logic dictates Brock should win this. And I think it would be a lot more compelling TV if he did. I'm going to go with Lesnar just because I'm tired of seeing John Cena as champion, but I have a feeling I'll be wrong. All righty. So we'll go with, uh, we have one for John Cena and one for Brock Lesnar. Now, Jeff, you're the tiebreaker again. Where do you stand on the winner of this match? Well, if we recall history, this was going to be the placeholder where Daniel Bryan took on Brock Lesnar. Plans change. Network numbers have come out. John Cena is now the champ. He's only been champ for a couple months. Stephen Hunter have been talking a lot of trash about the UFC and the media. If there was a way for Brock Lesnar to win this, yet have John Cena retain the belt, I've been trying to rack my brain for it. Everything about this match says Brock should win. Is exactly why I don't think he will. <laughs> my scenario that I have in my head has it being a little bit overbooked. I have maybe, a, I mean, I have a brutal, brutal fight going on where Brock's destroying him. Maybe some sort of move on the outside where they're both down for a bit. Maybe Seth Rollins decides to cash his briefcase at that point and, and Dean ruins that moment. But at the same time, he's rolled in Cena to prepare for the match. Brock comes stumbling back in. Luke finish. Cena wins. And then he can't really take credit for the win, so the feud must continue to next month where John's doubting himself if he can really, really overcome the odds and do it, you know, on his own. And, and Brock is clamoring for a rematch. Uh, <laughs> I did like the one scenario I read where it's like the first Frank Mir fight where he just taps out in like under two minutes, but that's not going to happen. It's just over. I, I think, I don't think they have the, the stones to pull the trigger here. I think Cena somehow retains. I, I am picking John Cena to win this match also. I'm surprised that it's three to one, uh, that so many people are picking Cena, but I think that's. The whole story of this year has seemingly been built up uh, for John Cena being the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he wins at WrestleMania. He wins the title. He he wins that four-way. This would be another notch on John Cena's belt for being the best of all time, beating Brock Lesnar. So to that story, it makes sense for John Cena to win. Then you have the, the political side of it where, yeah, Brock Lesnar's not going to be on every show, may not even be on the next pay-per-view, and may not wrestle again until WrestleMania. Uh, so I can see John Cena winning for that reason, just to have a title here at home. Uh, if we still had two main titles, I think this would not be an issue. You could have Brock Lesnar with the one title off the show for a couple of months while the other title is being defended on house shows. Um, I could still see that uh, being the case if we had two titles. But I'll go with John Cena winning this one. Same type of situation. He gets beat up for most of the match. You know, it's... Everyone thinks Brock Lesnar's going to take him down, and then John Cena gets that uh, win in the end, kind of at the skin of his teeth. Um, 
Uh, kind of a mix of what everyone has said so far during this match. It makes sense for Lesnar to win for one side of the story, but it makes sense for Cena to win on the other side. And I just, at this point, it's very difficult to bet against John Cena on pay-per-view matches. It's just tough. We may end up being wrong. Brock Lesnar may win the title, but odds sake, you have to go with John Cena in my mind to win this match. Um, so Warren, uh, you would pick Brock Lesnar to win this one. The rest of us have John Cena winning this match. We may all be wrong and we will have to bow down to you on Sunday night. But <laughs> anything that anyone said that might change your mind at all? Or are you sticking with your guns and picking Brock Lesnar? I'm going to stick with my guns and pick Brock. So we're I all just... idiots is what you're saying. I'm not saying you're all idiots. <laughs> it's fine if you do, because you may be right. No, 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 you're I'm, an idiot, bro. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people that I bashed in my article a few weeks back that think they know everything about right. professional wrestling. But um, I do think that they just need to do something here. I mean, they're really worried about their financials. The same old thing isn't going to work, because eventually there'll be a scene of backlash. Yeah. I really think they're going to go with Brock just because he's such a wild card. People won't know what's going to happen. And mystery creates cash. Yep. Really, really, really think they're going to go with him here. I, I hope you are right, because I would like to see a Brock Lesnar win. I think it creates a lot of compelling stories. And if they do indeed stick with their plan for WrestleMania to have Brock and Roman Reigns, that would be a huge matchup at the time, especially if Brock only does wrestle one time in between. Like, it's been six months of title chaos. WWE needs Roman Reigns to save the day. That would be a really cool story. Uh, so I hope you're right. I hope Brock Lesnar wins. I just don't know with this company if I see it happening. Um, any final thoughts on SummerSlam? We'll go around uh, if anyone has any final thoughts on the SummerSlam side of it. Uh, Brian, anything we didn't get to on SummerSlam that you're thinking or any thoughts for Raw the next night? Um, Not really. I'm not sure what they're going to do the next night on Raw, but um, as far as SummerSlam goes, you know, I think overall it's going to be a pretty good show. Uh, the main event should be really great, and um, you know, I I was looking forward to it more a few weeks ago, but uh, right now I'm still looking forward to the main event. Everything else is like, you know, whatever. But I think it would be a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right in that aspect. I this is one of those shows where the buildup has kind of ruined the, some of the aspects to it. I think it's really a show that after the fact we might be praising as you know one great wrestling show. But yeah. it's going to take a lot of the work in the ring to get there. Uh, Warren, your thoughts on SummerSlam? Final thoughts? I think this is going to be your typical WWE pay-per-view this year. All of them have been average to mediocre with one really good match. I think that'll be the main event. And like I said, I think the internet will either have a heart attack or we're going to see a lot of complaining on Twitter come Monday. <laughs> Jeff, final thoughts on SummerSlam? Well, it's much more anticipated and exciting to talk about uh, for being a one-match show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think while all eyes are on uh, Brock and John Cena, which is a big match and a main event match and two big already established stars, long-term fans of the WWE are going to be holding their breath on this Roman Reigns match because... You can't continue to bring guys from the past in to main event your big shows. You have to make another main eventer. This is going to be either a coronation or a or an absolute debacle for Roman Reigns, I think. I don't know if there's going to be middle ground on that because they want to push him. They just need a reason to push him. The big question I have is what do you do at Night of Champions if John Cena does indeed retain? 
Do you have another multi-man match? Do you actually go with a Roman Reigns match uh, at Night of Champions? Or uh, what do you do? Because John Cena doesn't really have any opponents lined up. Maybe you go with a Rusev. Um, We could really rebook this entire show if we knew what the results were. But that's what makes it uh, somewhat interesting to me is SummerSlam. It's a lot of the matches have unpredictable nature to them. Uh, We just have to kind of watch and see. Uh, So that is SummerSlam 2014. But before we go, uh, non-WWE news, but breaking news just from before we went on air. (coughs) TNA Impact is moving to Wednesday nights. Uh, They are moving to Wednesdays at 9, 8 Central. Uh, Anyone have any thoughts on the move of TNA from Thursday to Wednesday to avoid CBS football and the potential move of SmackDown to Thursday nights? Is it a better night for them? Are you more inclined to watch it on a Wednesday night? Uh, Brian, any thoughts on the move of TNA to Wednesdays? Everything's fine. You know, um, um, I don't know if it matters in the long run because who knows what's going to happen in October, pretty much. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's to avoid football. I guess CBS has it on Thursdays now or whatever. And SmackDown might be moving there. But um, I think... Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a tough night to gain an audience if you're the second-tier wrestling program, that's for sure. Uh, Warren, any thoughts on the TNA move? Do you watch TNA at all? Uh, not in a very long time, no. But I do think that them moving to a good night may be a good sign for them because it shows that Spike's giving them a second chance to try to prove they can be renewed. Because if Spike wanted to bury it and cancel it, they just leave it wherever it is. Oh, I don't sure? really think they care. I really don't. Yeah, That's my thoughts on it. That makes sense. Jeff, any thoughts on the move? Smart move, right move, probably won't matter. Probably won't matter. <laughs> the The next WWE pay-per-view is indeed Night of Champions on September 21st from Nashville. Uh, as far as SummerSlam goes, we will be live tweeting the show at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. So follow at Shake Them Ropes. We'll be live tweeting SummerSlam as well as tabbing uh, the uh, votes of our predictions here. See who uh, was indeed a good prognosticator of SummerSlam out of the four of us. Uh, Brian, anything you'd like to plug? Where can they uh, where can they find your writings? Um, pretty much at Voices of Wrestling, and also. Uh... Look for the Cube Circle Wrestling Newsletter as I'll be doing some articles there in the future. And um, follow me at BR26 because that's where I like to be everything for all uh, pay-per-views and the like. So, yeah, follow me. At BR26. Warren, anything you would like to plug? Any uh, Where they can find your writings? I am a Voices of Wrestling exclusive writer. You can find my indie ROH reviews there, my occasional columns, and you can find me on Twitter at Teddy Noir, where I tweet about everything from professional wrestling to the world of terrible television shows from the 1990s. Jeff, anything you would like to close with on this edition of Shake Them Ropes? My rendition of the Pointer Center Sisters, I'm so excited. No, um... You can follow my brain droppings at crapgame13 on Twitter. Uh, bad jokes, wrestling thoughts, sports, and uh, burying Rob. Yes, that happens quite often, I'm sure. Um, I know, actually, because I follow it. Uh, you can uh, catch again the show at Shake Them Ropes and at shakethemropes.com. Thank you for listening to our SummerSlam preview special, and I hope you enjoy SummerSlam coming up this Sunday. If you would like to get in contact with us here at Shake Them Ropes, there are plenty of ways to do so. 
Follow us on Twitter at ShakeThemRopes to get our upcoming recording schedule, as well as call-in information and the topics we'll be discussing. You can email us at rob at shakethemropes.com. That's rob at shakethemropes.com. Or give us a call with your comments and opinions anytime. Our landline number is 260-494-3811. And our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Let's Say Things on Skype. You can call us anytime, whether we're recording or not. Just leave a voicemail with your comments, and we can play them on our next show. Also, if we are recording live, you can call in and talk to us live, and that'll be on our next show. All call-in info will be posted on our Twitter, at ShakeThemRopes, so you can follow that Twitter handle and know exactly when we'll be taking your live calls. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We do have all our subscription info up on the About page at ShakeThemRopes.com. It'll have links to the iTunes feed, the Stitcher feed, and our RSS feed, so you can put it into any podcasting platform on your Android phone, tablet, whatever the case may be. Uh, So go to the About page at ShakeThemRopes.com. You can also find us on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, at Voices Wrestling on Twitter, and VoicesOfWrestling.com. Voices of Wrestling covers the world of WWE, independence, and is your premier source in the U.S. for New Japan Pro Wrestling coverage. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.